The San Francisco Giants may just be the heroes that baseball needs when it comes to finally getting rid of some of these ridiculous unwritten rules. So we're going to talk about that and break down the Giants' 4-2 and homestand next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites, Beyond the Box Score, and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thanks for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And coming up on today's show, I want to talk about this unwritten rule stuff a little bit more because my mind has just been blown and I've been convinced by logic and reason. And Gabe Kapler specifically did that. And I think that it's worth reiterating because the unwritten rules, as I said in the open there, of baseball run deep. The tradition and history behind them runs very, very deep, and it's very ingrained in a lot of players. And I understand that. I want to say, looking at the Padres dugout and how incensed Matt Williams and Mike Schilt and even Bob Melvin and a lot of the players and Eric Hosmer, they were legitimately extremely upset by a bunt, a simple little bunt by Mauricio Dubon, who was simply trying to get on base. And To an outside observer, someone watching baseball for the first time, they think this is absurd that people, they're like, wait, what did he do? Oh, he tried to get on base. Isn't that the point of baseball? Yes. Hello? They don't understand. And then you have to say, well, you just don't do that. And to all the people who say to me, you know, because I was tweeting about all of this live and I get mostly support. Uh, people supporting that they think the unwritten rules are dumb. But I also get plenty of people saying, you just don't do that. Play the game the right way. Well, back it up with some kind of logic. Tell me exactly what logically uh, that's about and why that makes any sense. And I'm going to explain to you why it doesn't make sense and why Gabe Kapler convinced me because I get it. I know that that's an unwritten rule. As soon as he did it, I cringed. And I just want to explain how Gabe Kapler changed my mind and how it's a good thing for the sport. So essentially, just to be clear, the unwritten rule is vague. And it's that when you're leading by a large amount, you don't bunt for a hit. You don't try to get on base via a bunt in that situation. Similar kind of to how you don't bunt with a no hitter or a perfect game going on, which I also think is dumb if the game is at all close. If you're getting blown out by 15 runs and the guy is a no-hitter, maybe. But but even then, maybe not. Because you're not trying to sit there and help your opponent win or help your opponent accomplish something. You're you're out there to compete. And if you're if if the bunt is something that they're giving you, that's on them. If they don't want you to bunt, they should defend against the bunt. And that's one of the many things that Gabe Kapler said that really moved me here. But what most importantly, what he said was that it is not an emotional thing for them. 
They are not trying to defend or offend anybody. They're not trying to disrespect the game. They view it as a strategic move to be able to make your opposing the opposing team throw as many pitches as possible and use as many pitchers as possible. And case in point as to the Padres not wanting to burn through as many relievers as possible or needed, they threw Will Myers. He pitched in that game. And so at the point, though, that Dubone was in there and bunting, it was a real pitcher on the mound. The Padres were still trying. Padres were trying to come back in that game. And you bet your bleep that they would not have apologized if they came back in that game. They are still out there trying to win a game and you're supposed to be out there trying to help them come back or something. The idea being that they're not going to come back, but that's not how the game works. It's not basketball. If you're up by 30 with a minute left, it's just impossible. But in baseball, as long as there's as the final out has not been recorded, anything is possible. You've got to earn the win, no matter how big of a lead you have. And teams score 10 plus runs all the time. So as unlikely as a Padres comeback was, there's just the simple point that they were still out there competing and trying. And you're, sp- you're supposed to tell me that the Giants are going to just stop trying and using every tool at their disposal. And that's another thing that Kapler said. But specifically about, uh, we think that burning through an opposing pitching staff and making them throw a bunch of pitches, it has a direct influence potentially on the next game. It has a direct influence on that team that is in your division. And when all is said and done, these division races and these playoff races often come down to a game or two or three or a tie. And there's just no excuse for ever not trying to hurt your opponent in a fair way, you know, with competition on the field if you can make them burn through some pitchers it puts them in a worse position moving forward and that is just a hundred percent an argument that i can get behind and the the key point too and i failed to mention this yesterday when we were talking about this is that gabe kapler said and he made a point to say it twice that they as a team decided that this was how they wanted to approach these situations and importantly they are not going to have any issue if a team does this to them. And a lot of people on Twitter I've seen, they, they're they like, yeah, right, he's just saying that. But I 100% believe that he's he's being truthful here. And I it's great. I think that this is a positive change for the game. And I hope that teams do do it to the Giants. And I'll, I promise you, if they do, you're not going to see the, ta- the same type of reaction that we saw when they, the camera shots showed the Padres dugout and they looked like they wanted to harm Mauricio Dubon. You're not going to see that. Gabe Kapler said, if we don't want a team to bunt on us, we'll defend the bunt. If we don't want a team to steal on us, we'll defend the steal. If we don't want a batter to swing 3-0, and we'll throw a ball. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And it's just good for the game. And Gabe Kapler played. He was a major league player. So it's not like he's out of touch. And they also had, they came to this decision as a team that this was going to be how they were going to play the game. And I just love that he also said, it's not emotional for us. It's just, this is, they just think it's a strategic thing. And again, sometimes you got to try to think of this with a fresh set of eyes and someone new to the game would 
completely see that as the logical answer versus the crazy, uh, ridiculous point of view that the Padres had. So coming up next, I want to get more into this a little bit, but also talk about the four and two homestand for the Giants. Another web gem yesterday, uh, the starting pitching ranking at the top of many categories and a little bit of concern about the offense and specifically one uh, player in particular. So all of that coming up next. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball, playoffs, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, playoffs, esports, and more. One of the things that I've been looking at is the Cy Young candidacy on Bet Online of Logan Webb and Carlos Rodon. I think that it might be worth taking a look at uh, placing a bet on one of those two to potentially win the Cy Young Award. I think that at least coming into the year, they were being heavily kind of underrated by these odds. And I would not be shocked if one of those two is able to come away with the award. It's certainly within the realm of possibility. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, as promised, we are going to, I want to say one more thing about this uh, uh, running up the score strategy by the Giants. And then I also want to get into the Giants' 4-2 and two homestand and the key observations from these first six games of the year. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, check out the Locked on Now podcasts. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other, free and available wherever you get podcasts. It really is great. After every game, every Locked on host... Uh, puts out like a minute long, not just summary of the game, but the key takeaways, the number one key takeaway from that game. And all of these get put into a podcast. So if you want to just follow the baseball season, there's no better way than to check out the Locked On Now podcast. So anyway, the one other point I wanted to make about all of this, I, I would implore you to check out the words that Gabe Kapler has had to say about this. Uh, I just, I think that Somebody needed to do something and that Gabe Kapler saying what he said and saying, we'll take it. Go ahead and do this to us if we're down by 10 runs. Steal your bases, take your bunt hits. It's going to spread. And I think that it really is a positive thing because so many of these unwritten rules are not good for the game and the retaliation. And by the way, credit to the Padres for not retaliating and not uh, throwing at anybody uh, yesterday, we don't know if at some point down the road that could happen, but I would think not. I think that they saw Kapler's comments and the takeaway for other teams should really just be, well, we can do this to them and go ahead, go ahead. I'm not going to get mad. I In the past, it might have ticked me off, but after hearing what Kapler had to say and after in knowing that the Giants are going to play that way too, don't have a problem with it. But I do just want to point out, I retweeted something yesterday and said it on the show that was incorrect about run differential being a tie-breaking factor for the postseason. It is not. And actually, the MLB Communications MLB communications tweeted out that yesterday an inaccurate report stated that run differential during the 2022 season would affect postseason eligibility slash seeding in the event of a tie in the standings. 
while a Game 163 will no longer be played to determine ties for postseason eligibility, run differential is not one of the methods to break a tie or ties in the standings for postseason eligibility or seeding. Any ties would be broken by the winning percentage in the order below. Number one, head-to-head record. So right off the bat, I just have to say, okay, that was a mistake to, I, I said even on the show, I needed to verify that, but uh, apparently it was false. And I thought that I had remembered that that was true. So that's kind of why I reported it. But anyway, uh, head-to-head record being the most important thing in the event of a tie, don't leave anything to chance. Teams come back, teams score runs. The Padres were not going to stop trying. So if you can continue to score, continue to do so. Because if you end up tying, every single game matters. And even if you don't end up tying, every single game matters. So then the other criterion are uh, intra-division record, inter-division record, last half of interleague games, last half of interleague games plus one. I don't even know what that means, but regardless, run differential is not part of it. So I just wanted to point that out. So anyway, getting a little bit into these games, the Giants last night or yesterday had Logan Webb back on the mound for his second start of the year, and he pitched eight innings and allowed one run. It was just fantastic. So uh, six games into the season, the Giants starting pitching has been absolutely as advertised. They're fourth in ground ball rate, they're first in strikeout rate, they're fifth in walk rate, and they're second in strikeout minus walk rate as a starting rotation. So that's going to be the strength of this team if they can stay on the field. I just really don't have much doubt about that. I'm most excited, honestly, by the performances by the new guys, Carlos Rodon and Alex Cobb, combining for 10 innings and 22 strikeouts. Alex Cobb being potentially now a strikeout guy and a ground ball guy. He used to be more of a pitch-to-contact, soft-ish thrower, but... He's added velocity, striking people out, and keeping the ball on the ground. And Carlos Rodon just has the potential to be an overpowering arm. Like we saw in his first start, unfortunately, the Giants couldn't win that game. But 12 strikeouts in five innings is just ridiculous. So the Giants have allowed 16 runs, which is tied for the fewest in the league. But the other two teams that have allowed 16 runs, actually three, have played in fewer games. So the Giants have allowed the fewest runs per game of any team in baseball at 2.7 runs per game. They're scoring an average of four and a half runs a game, but the median is just two and a half runs a game because uh, obviously they had that 13 run blow up and then uh, scored 14 in their next in their five other games combined. So you'd like to see a little bit more consistency from the offense by and large, they've struggled to put runs on the board, but thankfully their pitching has absolutely kept them in games and they've played all but one of their games as one run games. So again, it's too early to draw massive conclusions and say that that's going to continue. I know a lot of people have a tendency to do this and say, well, that's going to be the theme of this year, pitching and uh, torture and tight games and low scoring. I would, I would, pump the brakes on that a little bit. I think the pitching probably will continue to be a strength, but I'm not convinced that they're just going to struggle to score runs all year long. They have have kind of been a juggernaut offensively the last couple of seasons. I know 2020 was a short season, but without Posey, without Bryant, they scored a lot of runs in 2020 and 
it looked legitimate and they just carried it over into 2021. And so I wouldn't, based on six games, I wouldn't be like, okay, well now the offense is bad and we're just going to have to rely on the pitching to win games. I wouldn't go there yet. But there are some key things that we can kind of look at at this point. And one of those things for me, uh, we've talked a lot about Joey Bart so far early in the season, and we certainly talked about him a lot coming into the season. But now that he's had five games under his belt, he was the DH yesterday against the lefty Sean Manaya, and I believe he went 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. So what's concerning to me is, okay, strikeout rate is among the fastest of thing, of metrics to stabilize for a hitter. Actually, I'm looking at this data from uh, Russell Carlton, who basically looked at at what point does a random sample of X number of plate appearances correlate strongly with another random sample of X number of plate appearances in any given statistic. I hope that that makes some sense. And what he found was that strikeout rate is actually the fastest thing to stabilize, and it takes 60 plate appearances. So we're not there yet with Bart at all, but we are about a third of the way there. And he struck out 44.4% of the time, which is just, you can't do that. And the reason I have concern is that in his major league career now, he struck out 38% of the time, and you just can't do that. So he's absolutely going to have to get that under control. And if he doesn't, he's going to struggle offensively. So uh, for a lot of the early, the first couple of games of the year, what was standing out to me was his improved plate discipline. But he kind of has a tendency to string some at-bats together where he just loses that and he's more chasing and just swinging and missing a lot. And he's got some exploitable holes kind of up in the zone with fastballs, maybe in as well with fastballs and then breaking stuff in the dirt and off the plate. So we'll we'll break down Joey Bart a little bit more in just a minute and talk about some of the other key numbers for the Giants offense through the first six games of the year. All right, as promised, we are going to look a little bit closer at Joey Bart, what's been going on with this strikeout rate and why there is still some reason for hope. Uh, again, it's super early. We're talking about a sample of five games. But again, strikeout rate being one of the fastest things to stabilize, it does concern you when a guy goes up there and has struck out now eight times in 18 plate appearances. The good news is he's also walked four times in 18 plate appearances when in 2020 he walked only three times in 111 plate appearances. So when we're looking at the plate discipline, his chase rate, if I can find it, It's here somewhere. His chase rate is 31.8% right now. And in 2020, it was 43%. So if he can keep that number closer to 32%, the league average is around that rate. And so if he can be league average in that category, then I continue to have uh, optimism about Joey Bart. But if he starts chasing wildly again and you you compound that with the strikeout issues, then it's a red flag. So he's also got a 600 average on balls in play, which is obviously going to come down. Here's an example as to why you just can't strike out 38% of the time. In his major league career, he has struck out 38% of the time, has been below average by weighted runs created plus, 
and it's taken a 408 average on balls in play just to be below average offensively. And so if you continue to strike out that much and the average on balls in play comes down, then you've got a serious problem. So I'm not trying to make grand declarations about what the future is going to hold for Bart, but it's just some trends I'm noticing uh, five games into the season for him. Another trend has been that a lot of Giants hitters have kind of hit the ball hard, but not been rewarded for it. Uh, Austin Slater going into yesterday, yesterday was not a very good game for him, but before that he had kind of expected numbers that were good, very good, but the actual results were very bad through a handful of games. And Brandon Crawford, similar story right now, he's got an expected weighted on base average of 311 and an actual weighted on base average of 198. So these are the types of things, though, this early in the year that can absolutely just get corrected in one game. And so it's too early to say, oh, he's been so unlucky and it's just going to influence the whole season. No, it's just been uh, in a handful of games, they've hit the ball hard, but they found gloves. But otherwise, I mean, Brandon Belt, Joey Bart, Jock Peterson, Darren Ruff, Tyro Estrada, Wilmer Flores, Luke Williams, and Elliot Ramos all have been able to produce at above average levels through these first six games. So, you know, it's been kind of boomer bust with certain guys in the lineup. And in fact, their lineup against left-handed pitching, I would say generally has not really done all that great. Darren Ruff has yet to kind of hit for power, which I think will make a difference once he starts slugging a little bit more. And I don't know, I'm just not all that concerned about the lineup. It is noteworthy that they're probably not going to see a lot of left-handed pitching moving forward. And so they did, in fact, after this game, option Elliot Ramos back to AAA. And it's not surprising. They were using him as a starter against left-handed pitching and a guy off the bench otherwise. And given that they're not going to see left-handed starting pitching moving forward for a long time, I don't think, he was optioned back to AAA. And we'll see him, you know. He's, they've already used one of his options. Actually, I'm not sure if if uh, options even count yet at this point, given there's rule differences for the month of April because of the short spring training. We'll verify that. But uh, yeah, so he gets sent down. Also, Junior Marte gets optioned back to AAA after a nice little uh, major league debut the previous night. But John Brebbia back from bereavement list and Tyler Rogers is going to come back. So those are the corresponding moves for these options. And neither of them are really all that surprising. Just want to remind everyone that once May 2nd comes around, rosters are going to shrink by two. And so that's just something to keep in mind when we look at the current state of the roster. So anyway, coming up tomorrow, I'm going to have a crossover with Javier Reyes from Lockdown Padres. I think that that's going to be a really fun conversation, breaking down where where the Padres are at, where the Giants are at, and also what went on in that series and the unwritten rules stuff. And I, I really look forward to that conversation, and I hope that you enjoy it tomorrow. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. Thanks for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the majors past and present. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Anyway, can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Stay Locked on Giants.